It's a perfect 64 degrees outside. It's beautiful. It's so amazing. I am here for it. She literally just said, don't let your chair squeak. I know. And I'm like, she's moving. It's going to squeak. Yeah. I don't know why. Don't just go get some WD-40 and fix it. Because <laughs> then what would I bitch about? <laughs> I dig the squeaky chair. Um, I'm digging the weather. I'm digging the weather, too. Fall is coming. I know. Okay. It's September. The most exciting thing ever <clears throat> happened last night in the world of Tracy. This is what happened to my audience because Samantha already knows and she's going to roll her eyes. I'm thinking and I'm like, do I know? Yo, yeah, you know. So. Oh, I do know. So we've been talking about how I'm remodeling this house and blah, 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 blah. So the backyard is massive. It's a fantastic yard. Like when I say massive, I mean like a half an acre massive. It's massive. But the people who have lived here for the last 20 years, probably, honestly, 20 years, did absolutely nothing to the yard. And so when I say the weeds and the grass are so tall, I mean like they are as tall as I am. Right. So it has taken me, I've been here, what? Oh my gosh, a month. Yeah. Just just right at a month, like, like five weeks or whatever. It has taken me five weeks of mowing every single day to get this mowed down and to trim the trees. There's a million trees in the backyard also yeah. like it's a beautiful yard beautiful just very very just not taken care of well and it takes so long because you have to mow with the lawnmower at the highest setting go down a little bit then stop pick up the trash pick up the pieces of metal pick up the blah 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 random axles laying in the yard. <laughs> random pieces of steel <clears throat> everywhere yeah and so it has just taken a long time 13 trips to the dump 13 truckloads worth of crap just out of the yard. Like a lot, like a very, very unmaintained yard. Anyway, so yesterday I'm getting to the point where now I'm starting to trim trees and to like actually put shape to stuff, right? And I'm like, I don't know what this one is. And I, and I love trees and I love gardening and I love stuff like that. And there was a tree in the backyard that had my God, the thorns on this thing. Yeah, wild. It was insane. Well, Samantha has this cute little app on her phone that you just take a picture and it tells you what it is. Yeah, it just Google searches it and like a reverse lookup type thing. Yeah. And so what's the tree? Which? Which hazel? Which hazel is in the far back of, of my yard, which was super cool. So Samantha was reading that to me and like all the benefits of that, which was really cool. We're going to try that. And then there's this tree over by the table that I have like complained incessantly about. And I was like, I think it's a crabapple tree. Crabapples are so like pointless, blah, 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 like the work, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was like, just verify it. Take a picture. Take a picture of the tree. And she takes a picture of the tree and guess what it is? I was really surprised. Um, it's a peach tree. It's a peach tree. And so we like pulled one down and it was soft. And so you just, she just took a big bite out of it and I'll be dipped in banana oil. It was a peach tree. It's a peach tree. They're tiny. Yeah. And so upon further investigation, what did you find? That peach trees don't produce like full size <laughs> peaches until they're like 15 years old. 
Yeah. So the they're fact baby that peaches. They're growing peaches. Probably in a few years, there will be full size peaches on. Full size peaches. So all of a sudden, I was like, "It's raining. It's whatever." I'm out there. I'm like, all of a sudden, I care about this tree. I'm like <laughs> trimming all the dead branches off, all the little tiny bears. Pulling them onto the right side of the fence. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have peach. I didn't even know that peach trees grew in Wyoming. Yeah, it's wild. Like Home Depot sells them, and I'm always like, oh my god, people from uh, peach trees don't grow here. They freaking do. What's the little purple ones? I forgot what it. Um, uh, not huckleberries. Not um, the syrup. The syrup. Oh, there's something else cool. Yeah, uh, elderberries. Elderberry. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we should make elderberry syrup for like cold and flu season. Yeah. So the last little corner in the backyard that I, the last little tiny corner that I haven't done yet, there's three huge elderberry trees back there. Yeah. Yeah, so exciting. So that's the thing. So very exciting. For me, it's very, very exciting. She's got something, I mean, between the witch hazel and the elderberry. Oh, we don't know what it is yet. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Can fix all your all your symptoms, apparently. Right. Oh, it's so exciting. you be so healthy. Yeah. So I was out there in this downpour of a rainstorm, and I'm just like, no, it's a peach tree. I'm so excited. I love yards that grow food. Yeah. Like, my garden this year is amazing. Now I've got trees. Now I've got, like, I it's so amazing. Well, witch hazel is super expensive. Really? Yeah, like, super expensive. For, like, a little thing of it, it's, like, 25, 30 bucks. Oh, wow. And so the fact that you can use the entire, like, I mean, the bark, the sticks, everything is kind of wild. Yeah. The question is, and if anybody knows the answer to this, I am super allergic to tea tree. Mm-hmm. So if I am allergic to tea tree, can I mess with witch hazel? Yeah. If anybody knows that, if anybody knows that answer, yeah, let us we know. We could find out. We could just rub we it could, on you. Yeah, we could rub it on me. And then if I am, then you'd be rushing me to the ER, which yeah. would not be swag. Mm, so could be a thing. We, could, <clears throat> we could steer away from that if possible. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that was, our, that was our adventure yesterday. That was our adventure. Yeah. And the house looks great. Got it all painted. It looks amazing. Yeah, a coat of paint does look wonders. It does wonders. Yeah. And the yard is looking good. Everything is looking great. And I am ready for fall. Right before it snows. Right before it snows. But that's okay because I won't have to worry about it all winter. Yeah. So. That's true. And it'll look good all winter. And it won't be driving me insane. So. It's good. Good job. I'm proud it's of you. It's all great. Yes. So. Samantha is bringing the case, and she told me straight out of the gate, it's going to be a case that you don't like. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I said it, and she's like, yep. And I went, ugh. Yeah, so I I don't think this is going to be a surprise to many people because I've mentioned wanting to do this a few times. But over the last couple weeks, I've gotten a few messages on my opinion. And I'm going to say... I'm going to be careful with how I say things because I don't want to get sued. So. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like that, huh? They know. Those that have asked to know. So if you want to know my personal opinion, just message me. Well, and the reason (laughs) I don't like this case is because, well, there's a million reasons why I don't. I I think that it was messed up from the very beginning. Like if a case could be more screwed up, I don't know how. Right. Than this case right here. And and it was like all that was talked about 
for years and well I mean still I mean this is not a talked about cases yeah this is not a case that people don't know about and you don't know like all the details about it and I mean everybody just stood back like what Mm -hmm. you know like the whole everything all of it all of it so do you guys have guesses pisses me off do you know what we're talking about and and it's my least favorite so as soon as you said it's a case that you don't want to talk about I was like "Mm, John Benet Ramsey there you go I don't want to talk about this case. I don't like this case. Yeah. But. Yeah. Stacy messaged me and asked my opinion on what my, my conspiracy theories are. Eddie messaged me and was like, what is your, like a whole separate email that was yeah. like, what's your opinion? And I was like. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't seem like my opinion's that far off from most people's opinions. Well, our opinion is, is that it sucks. Yeah. Like the whole thing. Like I can't even. However, let's talk about, because I am a huge, um, I say a lot that money influences the way that crimes are handled. Mm -hmm. Um, And this case completely goes against everything that I say. Yeah. Because they had money and it didn't help them at all. At all. And you would think with the amount of, whatever. Unless it was maybe somebody in the family. The whole case pisses me (laughs) off. The whole case, the whole thing. So anyway, we'll do it. Because, we'll give it to you. Because you guys want it, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> She's going <laughs> to kick and scream the entire time. I'm going to kick and scream the whole time, but we'll do it. We'll do it. So. And yeah, I'm just doing, like like Tracy said, most people know pretty much everything about this case. So I'm not going into like super nitty gritty. This is going to be no. an overview. And there's so many books and movies and articles and documentaries. And, and everybody knows Everybody knows. So, I mean, the case. Right. So this is going to be, I mean, I mean, full episode. But it could be if we wanted it to be like a three-part episode. If we oh, wanted it to could, dig into it. Oh, it could be more than that. Yeah, so, for sure. Definitely. We could do a mini-series. We could do a mini-series. I'm sure that there is <laughs> mini-series out there. <laughs> so probably. There's probably podcasts that only talk about John Bernay Ramsey. Yeah, probably. Probably. Because there's a lot. There's a lot, a, a lot, lot of, of mistakes, a lot of information, mm-hmm. a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of bullshit. Yes. So here we go. I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is The Suspended Sentence. And so I don't forget, we are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, The Suspended Sentence Podcast. If you would like to email us, the suspended sentence podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to purchase Tracy's book, she's really intensely staring at me right now. Just go into anywhere that you buy books and type in Tracy Ferris and IDP and it'll pop up. Okay. <laughs> Covered our faces. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. All right. So on August 6th of 1990, John Benet Ramsey was born to her parents, John Bennett, Bennett, uh, John Bennett and Patsy Ramsey in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, she had an, an older brother named Burke, who was born in 1987. And John Benet's first name was a combination of her father's first name and her mother's middle name, which is her, her middle name is Patricia for Patsy. Okay. So a combination of her parents' names for her, for her name. That's cool. Yeah. It's spelt different, but yeah, it's, I mean, the same name. Yeah, that's cool. So, she was enrolled in kindergarten at High Peaks Elementary School in Boulder, Colorado. <clears throat> How far is Boulder? Boulder's... I don't know. I mean, not Like, that from far. Denver. A um, couple hours, probably. I don't know. Hmm. 
So John Ramsey was a businessman who was president of Access Graphics, which was a computer software company that would later become a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin. Which, do you know what Lockheed Martin is? Uh-huh. Okay. When I lived in Texas, there was a huge Lockheed Martin like plant like right up the road from where I lived. So mm-hmm. I had never heard of Lockheed Martin until then. Oh, really? Yeah. So his first marriage ended in divorce in 1978 where he had two adult children, a son and a daughter, from that marriage. And they lived elsewhere. In 1991, John would move in with Patsy, his second wife, and the family would move to Boulder, where um, Axis Graphics headquarters was located. So, she only lived in Georgia for the first year of her life, and then they were in Colorado from there on. Patsy Ramsey entered um, John Bonet in various child beauty pageants in Boulder, that's one thing that kind of super irritates me about this case is when you look up pictures of John Bonet, they're only beauty photo, like beauty yeah. pageant photos. So it was very much like, I don't know how to say this. Like, there's got to be pictures of her as like, quote unquote, a normal child. Like not all done up, not all yeah in her little pageant dresses. But all you can find of her on the internet is her pageant photos. Really? Which is, to me, I'm like, I get it, but she was also a child for most of the time. Like, beauty pageants wasn't her entire existence. Right. You know? Well, and, like, in today's day and age, I mean, look at people's IG or look at their Facebooks or look at their social medias. Everything has filters on it. You only Mm -hmm. put your best foot forward. You only you know, put out the best in you. But this was 1990s, you know, right. before that stuff. So, I mean, it it was a different time. It really was. It was a different time back then. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, and and Patsy got a lot of guff over that. Yeah, especially after she died. Yeah, a ton of guff over that. But um, I don't know. My my kids have all been in, in beauty pageants. Right, and that's kind so. of my point too, though, is... We've all done beauty pageants, but you have photos that are not just us in beauty pageants. Well, yeah, and I put the brakes on it. I mean, Coral won a state title. Um, Bridger actually won a national title. Mm -hmm. Um, But... But I stopped it. Like, I was like, okay, we did it one year. We tried it. We You won. Like, great. Yay. Now somebody else told you that you're cute. Hang it on the wall and get on with your life. That's not to say that I, I mean, think anything about Patsy for putting her daughter in beauty pageants. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't have, I do not have an... There was one story that I read that where a mom was taking her, like, daughter to go hang out with John Bonet. And she had, they had, like, you know, like a brag wall where mm-hmm. all of her, like, tiaras and her medals and stuff were, like, hung up and displayed in the home. Uh-huh. And the mom was dropping off her friend to play with John Bonet, and John Bonet or her friend walked over and was like, "Ooh, pretty like little girls, right?" She's, she's like, "Tiara, sparkle, it's so pretty," and she was like, "Are these all yours?" And the mom recanted or recalled saying that John Bonet said, "They're more my mom's," which, if that was a true story, that's kind of sad that at like that age she knew that it was like her mom kind of living through her, not her loving being in beauty pageants. Granted, that's secondhand after the crime, so who knows if that's true. Yeah, I mean... But playing devil's advocate, if that's true, that's sad. <laughs> okay, you know, I'm going to disagree with that. Ooh, okay. I and, like a and, good discussion. And this is why. 
every house since I have been a mom, I've had brag walls. Yeah. And my son, Zach, was a national champion wrestler, two-time national champion. You remember our wall was absolutely covered in gold medals. It was covered in pictures. You were an all-state cheerleader. I mean, like everybody, everybody has done something sports-wise. I mean, I've got a very, very impressive wall. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, you have an impressive wall. I have a very, very impressive wall. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. It's not mine. But try and take any of those gold medals or whatever off of my wall. <laughs> they're, seriously, they're not mine. And I don't like, I'm not like, I don't identify by who my kids are, obviously. But I'm very proud of all of my children. Mm -hmm. Very proud of them. Yeah, my thing though is as a child, if like I'm, I mean, you've had that my entire life, and I would always be like, yeah, those are my medals, right? I never said, oh yeah, those are my, those are because my mom like did you do beauty pageants, like you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Try and take them off my wall. I don't. And we'll take see. Them off my and wall. we'll see who's they are. <laughs> okay. I'm just. I'm, I'm just playing saying. devil's advocate here. If that's yeah. a true story, that is kind of a sad statement for a that like, is, six year old child to say. That is. That is for sure. But I imagine. I imagine that, and perhaps you just don't remember. But I rem I imagine that when I was hauling you around to all of the sporting events that you did, specifically Zach at wrestling tournaments every single weekend, year round, all the time. You guys hated it. I didn't roll my eyes at that. He, yeah, she totally rolled her eyes at that. She hated it. Everybody hated it. Yeah. He hated it. And there were times that he wanted to quit that I wouldn't let him. Mm -hmm. Or there were times that you didn't want to go and do something that I made you. You know? And why are you here? Oh, I'm here because my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that we could read into that a lot, but let's not. I'm reading into it. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> All right, so she did beauty pageants. She did beauty pageants. She was absolutely she, beautiful, and she was very good at it. She won titles such as America's Royal Miss, uh, Little Miss Colorado, Colorado State All-Star Kids Cover Girl, and Tiny Miss Beauty. Mm -hmm. So very, I mean. Very successful, successful at it. Successful at it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, on the more early morning hours of December 26th, the day after Christmas in 1996, John and Patsy Ramsey awoke to find their six-year-old daughter, John Bonet, missing from her bed in their home in Boulder, Colorado. I can't imagine. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> so, Patsy um, and John had woken up early to prepare for a trip that they were going to go on. When Patsy discovered a ransom note on, the, on their stairs going down from the rooms, demanding um, $118,000 for their daughter's safe return. And I do have a transcript of the of the note because I think the note is interesting to this situation. So I'm going to read that here. It says, Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign fraction. We, and then it says do, but that's crossed out. We respect your business, but not the country that it deserves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want to see her, see her, want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions in this letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills. The remaining $18,000 will be in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size um, att attache to your bank. 
When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow and instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be um, well-rested. If we monitor you giving the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence a earlier delivery, which is crossed out, pickup of your daughter. Any deviation from my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for a proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do, and then over like, you know, when you miss, when you put a space, write something and then you realize you need to put another word, so you put like a little mm -hmm. arrow, do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as the police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she will die. If you alert your bank authorities, she will die. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us. But be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny and as well as the authorities. Do not um, try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use the good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. Victory. S-B-T-C. Hmm. Weird letter, right? S-B-T-C. S-B-T-C. Huh. So, says in this letter a million times not to call the police or she's immediately going to be, I mean, beheaded, killed. Right. Right. Patsy immediately calls 911 after reading this letter. She as well calls her friends and family to order a search um, for John Bonet. As a mother, I want to know your opinion on this. You just put yourself in that situation. You get up the day after Christmas. Your little girl is gone. You find this letter. Do you immediately call the police? Absolutely not. You wouldn't? No. Why? Are you serious? I just, I, from like a, because I'm not a mother. Like, I don't know how, I mean, I can't Because they say. have the upper hand and they're giving me a blueprint on what I need to do to get my child to come safely home to me. And I'm going to do exactly what they tell me to do. And then I'm going to get my child back and then I'm going to find them and then I'm going to, yeah. Pull some take in on them? Uh, yes. It's a fantastic movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> so police arrive after about 5.55 a.m. Um, there's no signs of forced entry into the home. But they don't ever go in the basement. Interesting. First interesting thing here. Nobody decides to like look through the house before anything. So unfortunately the basement is where eventually where John Bonet will be found. There is many investigative mistakes like Tracy said at the beginning of this here um, that are made. Only John Bonet's room was cornered off. It's the only room that they wouldn't let people go into. Mm -hmm. So friends, families would just roam the rest of the house, picking things up, potentially destroying any evidence. Yeah. Like just walking through the house, yeah. cleaning up. I <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> I, I, and I see that. Okay, so say you invite people over. I was raised that when you're like, 
if you go to somebody's house that's a either lost somebody or is in crisis, like you make yourself productive and helpful, mm -hmm. right? So if I didn't know that like the police are there and aren't marking things off, it would be in my nature and I know yours too to like clean up the kitchen or yeah. make yourself busy. Mm -hmm. But this is a crime scene. We have a missing six-year-old girl. <laughs> right. So I'm not sure why Boulder police was like, yeah, Come sure, on that's... in! Come on in! You want to make breakfast? Like, what the heck? So, um, they also, because there were so many people in the house, this delayed the police even interviewing the Ramses until 1 o'clock that afternoon. No formal like, conversation was made. Yep. So, another big red flag here. Um, so after this, after 1 o'clock... The police instruct Mr. Ramsey and a family friend to go look through the house to see if anything is missing. See if anything was stolen, anything's amiss. And the first place that they go is into the basement. Once again, the police have now been here like seven hours. And we haven't gone in the basement this entire time. Mm -hmm. what, uh, I digress. They go down there and that is where they find Japanese friend. They who? The father and a family friend. The father and a family friend unescorted by law enforcement. John finds um, John Benet's body. He immediately picks up his daughter's body and brings her up the stairs. Jesus Christ. Which, unfortunately, immediately destroy, destroys evidence. Yeah. He disturbed the crime scene. We don't know how she was positioned. We don't know. Which, again, argument's sake, which is why a police officer should have escorted him, is I can see as a father you would just immediately want to pick up your baby. Yeah. 100%. I don't say that he's in the wrong for doing that. He was in the wrong for being allowed to do that by the police. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> During autopsy, it was discovered that John Bonet had died from asphyxiation due to strangulation. Um, in addition, she had a skull fracture and her mouth had been covered in duct tape and her wrists and neck um, were wrapped with a white cord. Um, her torso had been covered in a white blanket but there was no conclusive evidence of her being raped um, because no semen was found on her. But they did notice that her vagina had appeared to be wiped clean, insinuating that some sort of Something sexual happened. had happened. Um, a makeshift garret had been used, um, had been made using a length of cord and part of a paintbrush from the basement. The coroner had also found what was believed to be pineapple in John Bonet's stomach. Her parents do not remember giving her any um, pineapple the night be the before she died, but there was a bowl of pineapple in the kitchen, which her which had her nine-year-old brother Burke's fingerprints on it. However, this meant very little since they can't contribute to when the bowl of pineapple came, like when he got up and got pineapple. Um, but Ramsey's maintained strictly that Burke was in his room all night asleep, which we can argue, how do you know that Burke was in his bed the entire night when you didn't know John Bonet was gone for Absolutely. however long? How do you know that he was there? Right. Okay. So there was two popular theories when it came to the John Bonet case, the family theory and an intruder therapy theory. Wait, do you know what? her time of death was no 
either the night of the 25th or the morning of the 26th. But she was she was already dead by the time they read that note. Yeah. Do you know that for sure? No. Okay. Everything that I read online just said either the night of. Like, when you even look at, like, it says the night of or the morning of the 26th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um... The two most popular theories is a family theory or an intruder theory. The initial investigation focused heavily on the Ramseys family for many reasons. Police felt that the ransom note was staged and that it was unusually long for somebody that has broken into a home, is snatching a little girl, and writing out this big lengthy letter. The paper that was used to write the ransom note came from their kitchen. Oh, so yeah. this wasn't like pre-wrote, mm-hmm. like this well, if it was pre-written, it would have it wouldn't have contained errors. Also, yeah, because you would have fixed it. You would have mm-hmm. before doing that. So it is a pretty long letter for somebody to be trying to sneakily break into somebody's home. You're chilling in the kitchen, writing out a long that doesn't seem reasonable. Unless it was, like, a maid or a butler or something, somebody who worked for them. Maybe. That was comfortable with the house? That was comfortable, that should be there, that had, you know what I mean, that wouldn't be like, oh, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, The pen was also from the kitchen. Like, Mm -hmm. everything that was used was from there. Another thing that was odd in the letter or the ransom note was the demand was almost the exact amount of money that John had received as a bonus. Oh, interesting. So to me, that kind of says, A, you were comfortable in the home. So if we're not saying it's family, it's somebody that had is close to the close family. To the family. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody that worked with John, like somebody that would know those things. Or a housekeeper. Housekeepers know everything. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously. True. That's true. Additionally, the Ramseys were reluctant to cooperate with police, although they later said this was because they feared that the police would um, not conduct a full investigation and targeted them as easy suspects. Well, they didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) However, all three members of the immediately family were questioned by investigators and submitted handwriting samples to compare to the ransom letter. Both John and Burke were cleared without any suspicion of writing the note. Although much of what was um of much was made that Patsy could have couldn't clear that she couldn't clear the handwriting sample. Mm. This analysis was not further supported by any other evidence, and it was kind of just dropped after that. They were yeah. like, mm, okay, she could have wrote it, but she also couldn't have wrote it. Right. Don't know why we didn't look into that a little bit more, but well, because how many how many different ways can you write an R? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty circ- circumstantial. Yeah. Still interesting. It is interesting, but... Um, despite a larger pool of suspects, the media immediately would f- focus on John Bonet's parents as... Yep. As the people that did this. They would spend years under harsh limelight of the public eye in regards to this. In 1999, a Colorado grand jury voted to indict the Ramsey on child endangerment and obstruction of a murder investigation. However, the prosecutor felt that the evidence did not meet the beyond a, beyond a reasonable doubt standard and declined to prosecute them further. John Benet's parents were never officially named as suspects in the murder. Yeah. 
Alternatively, the intruder theory has lots of physical evidence to support it. There was a boot print that was found next to John Bonet's body, which did not belong to anybody in the family. But again, it could have been his buddy that went down with him. It could have been any yeah. of the hundreds of people that were throughout the house right. that day. For sure. Um, there was also a broken window in the basement, which was believed to be the most likely point of entry for the intruder. Mm-hmm. Additionally, there was DNA from drops of blood from an unknown male found on her underwear. Um, the floors in the Ramsey home were heavily carpeted, making it very plausible for an intruder to have carried John Bonet downstairs without waking up the family. Sure. One of the most famous suspects was a man named John Carr. He was arrested in 2006 when he confessed to killing John Bonet on accident. He said after he had drugged and sexually assaulted her, he accidentally killed her. Mm-hmm. Carr was eventually dismissed as a suspect after it was revealed that there was no drugs found in John Bonet's system. Um, police could also could not confirm that he was even in Boulder at the time of her death. Hmm. Also, his DNA did not match um, the sample from her underwear. Interesting. I think that's always very interesting when people confess to things that. Yep, we talked about that a couple yes, pieces ago. Very interesting to mm-hmm. me. Local, national, and even international publicity was focused on the murder of John Bonet. We've said that yep. a few times here, too. This was everywhere. Um, many members of the public um, came to believe that one it was one or more of the Ramseys, including her mother and father, or even her brother, was responsible for this brutal homicide. In 2010, the case was officially reopened and um with renewed focus on DNA samples, because we've talked about that before, too. Yeah, it's evolved. The difference from mm-hmm. 90s to even 2010 is vast. Night and day. Yeah. Uh, and they believed that they could rerun it. It didn't come up, come up with anything, though. 2016, it was announced that DNA would be sent to Colorado Bureau of Investigations to be tested using more modern methods to try and build a profile for the killer. Still hasn't linked to anything. Also in 2016, CBS aired um, aired the case of John Benet Ramsey, which implied that her nine-year-old brother was the killer, despite the fact that he was cleared by DNA evidence that proved the existence of an intruder. Burke would then file a $750 million lawsuit against CBS for um, defamation. Did he win? Case was settled in 2019, and while the terms of the settlement are not public knowledge... His lawyer stated that it was amicably resolved and satisfying for his party. Hmm. Um, Patsy died of ovarian cancer at the age of 49 in 2006, and she was buried next to her daughter. The John Benet Ramsey case still remains open and unsolved. Yep. I can go with many different theories here. Careful. I know. Careful. I can go with many theories. Yeah. What do you think happened? I have no idea. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea because it was so messed up from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And people can hypothesize all day long. There is no evidence to support any theory. There is a little bit of evidence to support every theory. Oh, you could say Everybody Anybody, involved it. Did absolutely. This. You could say that the cops did it. You could say that dad did it. You could say that mom did it. You could say that Burke did it. You could say, 
You could say that, uh, you know, the guy down the street that keeps confessing that just went in, what, two or three weeks ago did it. I mean, there is a little bit of evidence that supports everything, mm -hmm. right? I, you, I, I have no idea. I have no clue. The only thing that I know is that this case is not solved. Sol Sorry, Boulder Police. This case is not solved because the Boulder Police fucked it up. Yeah, 100%. They fucked it up. I, handwriting samples? Come on. Are we that desperate? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, the whole thing. But again, I mean, like, mom calling the police when the note says don't call the police. Dad going straight downstairs. No, she absolutely didn't have um, pineapple. I know that for sure. How do you know for sure? I... I buy, like, literally, a few weeks ago before school started, I went and got snacks mm -hmm. for, you know, because my kids are all playing sports and we're all going a million different directions. And so I bought, like, $200 worth of snacks for after school, da-da-da-da-da, put them in a drawer in my house. Literally, three days later, everything is gone. I didn't see those damn kids eat any of it. I have absolutely no idea where that went. I have no idea. And my kids are with me all the time. All the time. To say anything 100% in this case is just absolute ridiculousness. Nobody knows. Yeah. Because the Boulder police fucked it up that badly. Yeah. I mean, I could really go with any theory. Any of them. I think one sticks in my brain a little bit more. Am I legally going to say that on the podcast? Absolutely, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're not. So not trying to get sued today. No. Which I think kind of points would. the direction that I would like. And that you, you would. That my mind goes. And but you would get Legally, sued. I didn't say anything. But, okay, <laughs> but here's the gig though, right? Just because there's more, there's more evidence that points towards that person or persons, if... If it isn't that person or persons, could you imagine being accused of that? Oh, I know. I know. I mean, there's one person to blame. There's not one person. There's one agency to blame in the non-solving of this crime. And it is 100% the Boulder Police Department. They're not on your favorite cop list. No, they're not. They're not. Absolutely not. In my opinion. Yeah. It's a horrific case. It's Oh, it's so it's sad. It's absolutely and the, awful. The house is, like, I think for sale now for the first time since the crime. Here's the other question. You've got this multi-million dollar house. You're multi-millionaires with all of these people bowing down whatever. Did they not have a security system? Right. Do they not have cameras? Do they not have... I mean, come on. An alarm system? Of course they did. So what? Was it turned off? Was it like what? Yeah. What? You know? But, I mean, whatever. You're, you're never going to know. You're never going to know. This case will never be solved because all of the evidence that was needed in order to solve the case was ruined in the first two hours that the Boulder Police Department was there. Yeah. When people and friends started showing up. and And they didn't do their job. They should have immediately had everybody go to a different location and taped that place off. The whole house. Fingerprinted the entire place. Absolutely. The handrails. The carpet patterns on the stairs. They should have secured the area. Yeah. 
Well, that's why I think it's interesting to, like, get your viewpoint on that. Because we can always say devil's advocate. Like, some people don't, like, people go into shock and don't react certain ways that Absolutely. we expect them to react. Absolutely. But that's why I was like, if you got this ransom letter, as a mother, mm-hmm. that's interesting to me that she immediately made all those phone calls. Um, I would make some phone calls, but it would not be to the cops. Because it even said, because if I see under, you talk to a dog, I'm going to kill your dog. Yeah, I would be able to communicate with people so that nobody knew that I communicated with people. But my phone calls, I would make phone calls. Or I would I would make contact with people. But it would not be law enforcement. Because at that point, I would not be playing by rules. Yeah. Right? I mean, honestly. Like, I'm not shit-talking like I wouldn't be. Right. Um. Yeah, but you don't know. I mean, unless you're in that situation, you have absolutely no idea. You have absolutely no clue. Mm -hmm. No clue. You have no idea how you're going to react if somebody breaks into your home until somebody breaks into your home. You have no idea how... You don't know. Right. You have absolutely no idea. So you were kidnapped when you were in Casper at daycare. When, How do I not know the story? You, you do. You just have forgotten. <laughs> oh. You weren't... I, he took the wrong kid. Oh. Um, you don't remember this? <laughs> oh, I've told you this before. We lived in Casper. It was the first daycare. I was I was brand new mom. She was like nine months old. This dad whose mom had had the baby, baby mama had had the baby, and um, wasn't letting him see it. And somehow he found out that the baby went to the daycare where you went to and he went into the daycare and this was before all of this cure. I mean, this was 1996. So it was mm-hmm. before anything. That's probably why things are <laughs> the way that things are now anyway. And he had just a picture and you looked like his daughter and he picked up the wrong kid. And when I got that freaking call and knew what he was, I didn't go to the damn daycare. We found him. Cops found he was very, very sorry. But so I know exactly how I would react. <laughs> I do. I know exactly how I would react. Somebody has broken into my home before. I know exactly how I will react. Right. And I'm telling you, I would not be calling the cops. Because they would never find it. They'll fuck it up. <laughs> they will fuck it up. And this podcast is not helping. Doing this podcast is not helping your faith in police. It's not. There are some really, really great cops out there that do a really, really, really good job. But Boulder Police Department is not there. That's not. They might <laughs> it's be not now. On, it's but not on the list. <laughs> it's not on the list. So I'm telling you, I would not be calling the police. Okay. No. <sighs> I hate this case. I know. Do you see how worked up she gets I get? so fiery. I hate this case. I know. But now we've done it. Now you don't have to do it unless some like crazy update happens and they like. They won't. No find update the... is going to happen. They're not going to find them. They're not. What are they? What are they going to find? What new epiphany of evidence are they that's going to come to light that the media doesn't already know? Mm-hmm. Maybe the DNA sample will link to somebody eventually. I don't know. It's probably been tested so many times they've probably screwed that up too. Yeah, it's probably like cross-contaminated with somebody it's, else's DNA. Yeah. It's not linked to like a Boulder police officer. <laughs> Seriously. And then it'll be buried and uh, nothing will ever uh, come to be. Somebody like, like probably didn't put gloves on when they picked up the underwear and it's like cross-contaminated. And that's not, why there's no DNA match because it keeps popping back to the cop that was working that day. This is never going to be solved. 
in my opinion. Now, if it ever is, please play that back to me, and it'll be whatever. We'll do an update if it does. Whatever. Then, Thanks for playing that case, Samantha. And Tracy can eat some crow. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you say that. I don't know why I you say that. I don't know where did that saying come from. Yeah, maybe crow's gross. I don't know. Eat some crow. In our next episode, I'll have an answer for you. Huh. Interesting. Okay. okay. Well, that's what we got, guys. All right. Perfect. There's my brief overview of John Bunny Ramsey, a case that I also, like the rest of America, would like to see solved. But yeah, she talks about it a lot, and she's, you know, whatever, and I never engage in a conversation about this case, ever, because also, you just saw how passionate I get about it. I've never said that I have a theory. Wink, wink. I don't have a theory. Right. Very well. That's all. Crimes <laughs> against children are, I can't, I can't, and this one in particular, like, and and people get, whatever, that's it, that's it. <laughs> Have a good day. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here, guys. Stay safe.